Welcome to the Momming with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Hargrove. On this show, I help moms discover Jesus in their motherhood. I hope this show encourages you in your mom journey. Enjoy the message. Today's message is titled, You're Not Alone. You're not alone. So let's just jump into it. You're not alone. You are not the only one has who has endured tough times. And I will preface this message by saying it might be like a little bit more of a deepish message and don't be afraid to get in your fills or not. But, um, I just want you to know that it ends with a very encouraging moment with Jesus. Okay. But we're going to get right into it. And so I, I, the today, as I was putting this message together, I just really felt it heavy on my heart for myself and for all of us here today to really understand and know that you truly are not alone and you're not the only one that has gone through blank. Right. And for example, you've, you're not the only one who has endured maybe a miscarriage or a loss of a child. You're not the only one who has cried tears at night, begging you, begging God to give you a child. You're not the only one who has struggled with maybe depression or anxiety and wanted nothing more than to fill yourself again. You're not the only one who's fighting for their marriage to last. You're not the only one who has struggled with even body image and destructive eating habits. You're not the only one who loves their children so much, but also misses life before children. You're not the only mom who yells, loses their cool and feels guilty for it. You're not the only one who feels unmotivated. You're not the only one who maybe has endured some sort of uh, sexual abuse in their past and is still dealing with trauma and pain. You're not the only one who grew up in a broken home. You're not the only one who questions their faith. You're not the only one who's afraid of their future and what's going on in the world. You're not the only single mom. You're not the only one who's been through divorce. You're not the only one who struggles with addiction. You're not the only one who feels unworthy of love. And you're not the only one who has made mistakes. You're not the only one anything. And you're not alone. This phrase has been going through my head, like I said today, um, for the past several days. And I feel like this is that God has been truly confirming this with me. Um, this specific phrase, right? He's been speaking to me about it. And I really believe that he wants me to share this with you today. And even this morning, I was sitting on my couch, kind of getting ready for the day. And um, I was thinking about something I've been wanting for a long time. I've had it like a desire within to write a devotional book for moms. And so um, a devotional book is like where it's like, whether it's one page a year or something like that, but I've always loved devotionals. I've always like wanted to write one um, for moms, but it just hasn't been that time. And I haven't had time to really make it happen yet. Right. And as I was putting on my makeup, getting ready, I started thinking about that. And I felt like God was reminding me of that. And maybe even so much to the point where he was starting to show me like maybe now or soon is the time. And I remember asking God this morning, I said, okay, God, so what, if this is something you want me to do, what is it supposed to be called? What do you want this to be titled? And I felt like the one thing I heard right away from God is you are not alone. Mommy with Jesus, right? But you are not alone. 
And since this mom group began a couple of years ago, this is the phrase and this is the heart of what I've wanted other women and moms to know is simply that they're not alone and they're not the only ones struggling with X, Y, Z. Because when we feel alone, how lonely it really feels. And it's so easy to believe that in our struggles, that we are literally the only ones dealing with it. And no one is going to truly understand and sometimes not even God. But I have realized that this is far from the truth. And, you know, this morning, I like to share a little glimpse of my life sometimes in transparent moments, right? This morning, I actually had a, my first appointment with a counselor. And so I, I, I have done counseling in the past a couple years ago, and it was helpful. Um, in this season of my life, I've been praying about it, and I felt like I was ready to um, start that journey again. But I feel like God has brought me so far in the journey of some of the, like, I've shared some of the things I've struggled with. Um, one being anxiety postpartum, like I've shared many times, right? Well, coming up to this point, I'm way better than I used to be, but I still struggle. And I felt like at this point in my journey that I was ready to kind of be able to go through counseling and go to the next level. If you will, I'm trying to find the right words, but I felt like I was at this place. I've made it this far. And right now I'm right here. And I feel like God, I'm like praying for God to just push me into that next season of really beginning to work through it on another level. Does that make sense? And so I had my first appointment with this uh, Christian counselor today and it was great. And he was very encouraging, very, just really, really recommend. Right. And all right, let me find where my thoughts here real quick. Um, and so, yes. And so I had this appointment with him and at the end of everything we talked about our first time, he, he had that moment, like a sobering thought he stopped. And then he looked at me and he said, like with this voice of, of conviction. And he says, you know what? I just want you to know you're not alone. And I was like, I literally felt it like a jolt in my heart. Cause I was like, Oh, that's what God's been showing me, you know? And he went on to say, girl, well, he didn't say girl. Okay. But he went on to say, you're not crazy. You're not broken. And he told me at the end, I have so much hope and confidence that you will find so much breakthrough with God in this season of your life. And in that moment, I teared up just a tad and I just felt it so strong in my heart for myself and for you today to be reminded that you're not alone. And I thought it was crazy because throughout this week, even this morning, before I even talked to this counselor, I kept feeling this like on my heart, you are not alone. And not just for me, I felt like this is like a message that God was wanting to encourage our mom friends today with that you are not alone. And so we're going to go into our three, our three points today. And the first one is we all struggle. The second one is reach out. And the last one is what God can do. And so Let's just dive into we all struggle, right? And let me say this again. You are not alone. You are not the only one who has struggled in this or that area. But why does it feel like when we're in the thick of it, we are alone? I believe that the enemy wants nothing more sometimes than to make us feel all alone and to isolate us in these struggles of life. He wants to steal your hope, your connection, and the truth that God has placed inside of your heart. But look, I love what this verse says in first Peter five, eight through nine, it says this stay alert, watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. 
Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. I'll say it again. The family believers all over this world is going through the same kinds of sufferings that you are. And so two things I get from this verse is one, the enemy is stupid and he's waiting to find ways to attack you. He will attack you. Okay. It sucks, but he'll try to come at you, but you ain't got time for it. You will persevere Two, other people all over the world are going through the same things. You are not the first or the last that will experience exactly what you have experienced. I myself has a, have experienced dark days where I couldn't sleep. And there was times where I was literally on my knees in the bathroom floor, crying out to God while everyone else was asleep in my house saying, God, help me. What is wrong with me? Am I the only one who's dealing with this? I felt so alone. God, why can't you just fix me? I have dealt with X, Y, and Z, right? And I'm sure that you have had your own moments like that. And what is your story? What have you been through? What are you going through? Sometimes in these struggles, we can feel almost weak and helpless. And it's almost like all the things that we believe and we know to do to push through feels impossible. How many times have you been in a situation and you know what to do? You know, the verses, you know, the encouragement, you know, the tips, you know what you would tell someone else, but it almost like you feel paralyzed to do it yourself for yourself. It's almost like all the things we know go out the window, but I want to tell you that today, I believe that you will rise again. I believe just like the verse above, you will stand firm against the enemy and remain strong in your faith. You will find new strength in God. You will have those knockdown moments, but I believe that it's time to stand back up. And this time don't do it alone, but instead we shall lock arms with those around us that have been through the struggles we have too, because remember we all struggle. And you're not alone. In Isaiah 40, 29 through 31, it says he gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles and they will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. It says those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. We all struggle, but as you continue to persevere and trust in God, he will give you that new strength. He will give you that second wind to keep going. And so let's move on to our second point. And that is reach out. God, he does not call us to go through these tough times and these tough struggles alone. And I know all of you here, all of you listening, but especially the ones that I know here, y'all are hardcore. Y'all can do almost anything and y'all are pretty much superwoman. Like y'all really are, but you are not called to fight through this alone. It's not fun being stuck in your head, obsessively trying to figure out how to deal and get through what you're going through. Is it? We need to reach out. 
We need to push through the lie that we're the only one, the lie that we're crazy, the lie of the shame and guilt, the lie of worrying what others might think, the lie that we're broken and we need to reach out. There is strength and victory to be found in community and life-giving relationships and friendship, counseling, and the counsel of God. And could it be that the breakthrough that you're looking for and even yearning for is on the other side of reaching out and being transparent? Could it be that if you push through the fear of reaching out, that you would finally find the hope, healing, encouragement, and comfort that you've been longing for? Keeping it all in, all to yourself only makes it grow darker, just like mold. But getting it all out brings about victory. At Gravetop, one thing we always say is victory happens with transparency. And it is so true. It's biblical. I'll share a verse that um, shares that that's hard too in just a second. But what is one way for you that you can think of that you can reach out today? Is it by opening up during our feedback time? Maybe reaching out to a friend over coffee, saying, you know what? Let's meet up, girl. Let's talk. Is it looking for a counselor to talk through these things? Is it chatting with your husband about what you've been feeling or connecting to a healthy church? We are all on different journeys, but we are all in this together. Don't let another day go by without reaching out and finding comfort and hope. And I'm going to share a couple of verses on this point of reaching out in Exodus 17, 12 through 13. I love this. And it said, Moses's, Moses's arms soon became tired and he could no longer hold them up. He was strong. He was leading the people. He was doing what God called him to do. He was going after it. But even him, his arms grew so tired that he could no longer hold them up. And so Aaron and her found a stone for him to sit on. Then they stood on each side of Moses, holding up his hands. So his hands held steady until sunset. And as a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in battle. So there's so much more to this story, right? That you can find out for yourself. Go read Exodus 17, so much more. But what I love about the specific point is Moses was tired, even though he was hardcore. Moses felt overwhelmed. And what happened? These two men knew it, noticed it. And instead of saying, oh man, that's a bummer. And just watching him, they went and they held his arms up when he didn't have strength to anymore. And as a result, there was victory. As a result, there was the the war that was going on, the battle that was going on. There was victory. How much more as a body of Christ, as our sisters in Christ, as friends together in this community, do we need to notice, hey, you know what? She needs me to hold up her arm. We need to reach out and help her out and vice versa. You know what? I'm tired. Hey, can you hold me up? Can you help me? There is power in reaching out. In fact, there is victory. In James 5, 16, it says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. And this goes back to what we said earlier. Victory happens with transparency. When we confess our sins or the, the, the things that are in our heart that we're dealing with our struggles. And when we pray for each other, so confess, B 
be transparent, talk about what you're going through and people begin to pray for you, be there for you, support you. It says, then they will be healed. There is victory in talking about what you're going through. And Hebrews 6, 10 through 11, it says, for God is not just, he will not forget how hard you have worked for him and how you have shown your love to him by caring for other believers as you still do. Our great desire is that you will keep on loving others as long as life lasts in order to make certain that what you hope for will come true. I mean, I love this verse. It's saying God sees you and that you show his love by caring for others. That we not only need to reach out and ask for help, but when we are the ones holding up each other, encouraging each other, being there for one another, you are showing the love of God and you are pleasing his heart and making a difference. In Galatians 6, 2, I share this verse a lot because it's straight up and it's talking about what this community especially is about. Share each other's burdens. And in this way, you obey the law of Christ. When we share each other's burdens, help each other through these struggles, we are fulfilling the law of Christ, the, the, the heart of what God is calling us to do. So no, you are not a burden. If that is what's keeping you from reaching out when you're going through it, then that's a lie. And I'm telling you today, you are not a burden. In fact, God is saying, please reach out. And we're supposed to carry each other's burdens. And so let's move on to our last point, And that is what God can do, what God can do. I want to ask you in the situation that you're thinking of right now, whether if right now is kind of like a peaceful, nice season, Hey, praise God, lift up your hands and praise him. If maybe you've been through it before, or maybe you are going through it right now, or maybe times to come. But I want to ask you, no matter what, what do you think God can do for you in this situation, whatever that is for you? Do you believe that he can deliver you from anxiety? Do you believe he can restore the luster to your marriage? Do you think that he can cause you to conceive that miracle baby you've been praying for or fulfill the desires of your heart to be a mother to a child in need? Do you believe he can bring your family's financial situation to a stable place? Do you believe he can restore your joy and even passion for life again? Do you believe he can heal you? And do you believe that you're truly not alone, that he will never leave you and that he is working things out on your behalf? I know that this life has probably given us all reasons to doubt. But did you know God really still can do the impossible? I've seen it with my own eyes and I know I will see it again. I've seen so many things. I'm sure we all have, but I think of just as I share this, I think of many stories. I think of the fact that when I was 18, my mom should have not lived after her tragic car accident and flipped five times and happened to be ex-military EMS following her at two in the morning, knew to call air life instead of an ambulance. And because of that, they were able to give her the blood she needed in order to survive. And if it wasn't for that, she wouldn't be here today. That is God. I've seen my, myself pray for my grandpa who met the world to me for years and years and years to find Jesus, even though he was a man, a good old country ranch man who said, I did all this on my own. 
didn't believe in God. And like a, a little bit before he finally passed away at the dining room table, God led me to talk to him about Jesus and just me and him, he gave his life to Christ. The very thing I had been praying for, for years. And I even said in my prayer, the last time I prayed about it right before I happened, I said, God, would you give me the honor to lead my grandpa to Christ? I would be so honored to have an opportunity to, to lead this man who I love with all my heart to Christ. And he did it. I have seen God free myself, free my husband from past addictions. I have seen God do so many things, even in the situations that seem impossible, God can still do it. So you know what you've been through and you know what you're currently going through, but I want to ask you to do something today. Would you write down what you believe God can do in your future starting right now? It may sound something like this, you know, I have dealt with anxiety, but God is now filling me with this incredible peace and joy. We have all been through stuff, whether it's present or past, but here's the thing. We so often, when we speak about it, we're still speaking as if it's something that is continuously going on. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just crazy. Yeah, I'm just really going through it. But instead, what can God do this? Yeah, I have been going through it, but God is going to get me through. Does that make sense? God can do anything. He can do the impossible. He is mighty. He is strong. And he has the power to change the course of your life for the better. Where have you been? doesn't determine where you're going. So begin to envision, if you will, believe and declare what you hope to see God do in your life, your family, for your kids, your future. And I encourage you to pray over it and wait for God to do what only he can truly do. I encourage you to take a piece of paper, write it down. You know what? I've been going through this, but God can do this. And I'm going to hold it with faith and pray and believe for God to do what only he can do. And remember that he really does only have good plans for you. And the best plans, I truly believe that the best is yet to come for all of our lives. God is not done writing it. He is a good, good father. And yeah, we may struggle. We may go through it, but I know that there are greater things to come. And so I'm going to end on these couple of verses here. Mark 11, 24 says, I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you received it, it will be yours. That doesn't mean we're going to be praying for some crazy juju. No, like praying for biblically accurate things like God, give me peace. Yes. Boom. Believe it. Receive it. God, help my family get through this. Boom. Yes. Believe it. Receive it. You get my point. But if you pray and believe, then you will receive it. And it is yours. Jesus is saying it's that simple. Isaiah 43, 19, it says, for I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway pathway through the wilderness and I will create rivers and the dry wasteland. God is saying, girl, I'm doing something new. I can do the impossible. God can literally make a pathway in the wilderness. Did you know he can make a river and the dry wastelands? So if he can do that, can he do so much more in your life? And even the things that seem impossible, Ephesians three twenty says now all glory to God, who is able 
through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. So the things that you're asking and even thinking God is saying, I can do more girl. Yeah. That's a great prayer. Did you know I could do more? Oh yeah. I see what you're thinking. I see what you're learning, uh, yearning for and desiring and hoping for. I can do more. I can do even more all glory to God. Psalms 27, 13 says, yet I am confident that I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. Can you say that within your heart? Can you say it with me? Can you whisper it in your heart, in your head out loud that it says, yet I am confident that I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. We know that when we get to heaven, we will see nothing but God's goodness. There'll be no more tears, no more pain, no more hurt, none of that. But did you know, even here on earth that God wants you to see his goodness, that even here on earth, you can be confident that good things are to come and that that's what he wants for you. And ending in with this verse, Matthew 28, 20, it says, and be sure of this. I am with you always even to the end of the age. I am with you always, even to the end of the age till this world turns into fire and we go to heaven and Jesus comes back. He is with you forever. You are not alone. You know, how many, from the beginning of this message to the end, I have felt so heavy that God wants to encourage all of you that you are not alone. That not only do you have an army of amazing women around you here in this group, not only do you have beautiful children that God has given you some way, somehow, but at the end of the day, when everything else has faded, he says, I'm with you always. You are truly not alone, not alone physically, not alone spiritually, not alone emotionally, mentally, in all of those ways, God is so with you. And not only is he with you, he is for you. He's not just sitting next to you. Like gotta be here. Like she's really driving me crazy. Once again, no, he's with you and he wants to be with you. He is for you. He loves you. And he is overwhelmed by his love for you. He he's that, that person that wants to be with you 24 seven. He doesn't get tired of you and he will never get tired of you. So you are not alone. I hope you found encouragement today. I'd love to connect with you. You can find me by following Lauren A. Hargrove on Instagram or Facebook. And before you go, can you do me a favor and leave a rating and review for this show? I would greatly appreciate it. And it would help other moms better find the show too. With that, thank you for being a part of our community today. And until next time.